of Southeast Asia. Amen. It's good to be here. I appreciate your pastor. I told him it's been like, I guess, 20 years ago. The last time I remember seeing him, we was on a softball field. We had a, in our home church there in Victory, in North Augusta, we had a bunch of softball teams, and you was on our team. Yeah. We had a good team. He could sure hit that ball. Amen. And, and <laughs> bet some... <laughs> But uh, 20 years has just went by. I did see him in 20 years. Like, wow, man, time just flies. But it, it's an honor to be here. God's sure being good to us. And we've got a little six-minute presentation, but I want to say a few things about it. Uh, you know, uh, God, God saved me 25 years ago from this past January. And, uh, and he called me to preach about three months later. And, uh, and so uh, went to college that fall and, of course, been, uh, you know, went to college, been preaching ever since. In the last 16 and a half years, I pastored down in Hinesville, Ludowisi, Georgia. We started in Hinesville, built a new church 10 years later. And uh, somebody say Ludowisi. <laughs> uh, the speed trap capital of the South. That's why people know it. Amen. Uh, but anyway, uh, in the last 16 and a half years, but, uh, but now we're on deputation. We've been on God's called us to church plant in Southeast Asia. And so we've been on deputation 16 months. We're we at 70%. Uh, January 2017, we'll be living there. Amen? And so we're looking forward to that. And uh, so y'all pray for us as we finish our deputation. And you'll see a little bit more on the video and kind of tell you where we've been, where we are, and where we're going. Amen? Thank you.
now my son-in-law is my pastor. He's pastoring the church now. So we're right, missionaries right out of our home church that I pastored for those years. And, and we still love them, and they still love us. Amen. And they, my, they, let my, they voted my son-in-law in as pastor. He's been there for the whole time, the last 15, 16 months. The church is doing good, and we thank God for that. Uh, you know, I, I just thank God for everything he's done in our life. And I know that in, 2000, in 1998, when we went down to South Georgia, we lived in North Augusta. We was in our home church. We had been to a church and didn't have a real good experience. That had, had to take a little break, and we worked at Victory for, you know, about three years or so, worked with the adults and stuff. And then uh, we had a home. We had our own home. My wife has been a, was a nurse. She'd been a nurse for 22, 23 years, full-time nurse, and had given that up uh, for, for God. But, uh, but anyway, uh, and so God told us to leave our home and to go down to a church that had got down to five people. They couldn't pay us nothing, but... God said, leave your house, leave everything, go down there, I'll bless you. We went down there, and God blessed us. Seen a lot of people get saved, the church has grown, God's really blessed. And, uh, and then now, after 16 and a half years after being there, you know, God said, okay, leave your home again. My wife had her dream home. She had a, a very old historical home that we had sitting on our property, and it's a home she always wanted. And several years ago, God gave it to us, and I said, honey... I just think God wants us to go into this full-time uh, deputation as missionaries and to move to Southeast Asia. And she said, "If I don't want to leave my home, but if that's what God wants, I'm willing to do it. And thank God we sold our home about a year ago, and we're on full-time deputation. And I, I just thank God for a wife that's willing to do what God says, because we know that life is short. You know, life is but a vapor. We're here today and gone tomorrow. And I do thank God. I couldn't do it without her. And I thank God for giving me a good wife. And, and, uh, but anyway, I just want to give you something here, really dealing with missions and faith and, and everything else. And uh, again, we're just so thankful to be here. And I appreciate your pastor and, and just um, what God's done here in y'all's life. I've heard a lot about this ministry and what God's doing. And uh, praise God for that. Amen? Amen? Praise the Lord for that. But I just want to give you something here for a few moments. You know, it's worth it to serve God and do what we're doing. I mean, it's worth it to serve God. I mean, you know, in, in missions, but I believe that we ought to be faithful at serving God in our time, in our talents, and our treasures. Amen. God needs to be first. But, you know, what we're doing here is missionaries and what this church is doing, local missions. Amen. I, I, I believe there needs to be missionaries around the world, but I tell you, America needs help. Amen. America needs missionaries, and thank God for what this church is doing in reaching this community. But, you know, it's worth it. Even though the world, we look at the world, and, and it's changed so much, but it's still worth it to be Christians. It's still worth it to serve God. And so here in Psalms chapter 73, Psalm 73, that last verse, I'm going to talk about that chapter, but, but here in verse 28 of Psalm 73, 28, it says, But it is good for me to draw near to God. I have put my trust in the Lord God that I may declare all thy works. It's worth it to serve God. Let's pray. Lord, we just thank you for being so good to us. Lord, it's wonderful to be in your house tonight. And God, we just want to lift you up, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. We want to lift you up and praise you because, Lord, you're the only one worthy to praise. It's all about you, Lord. The only good thing in us is you. God, thank you for saving us, changing us, calling us, and keeping us. Thank you for what you're doing in this church temple, Lord. Thank you for what you're doing in this church and Pastor Carter and his family and this church and what you're doing in this church or this community. God, thank you for what you're doing here, God. Keep your hand on this church. Lord, be with me and my family as we finish the work you called us to do, God. We just pray you'll fill us and use us for your glory. Thank you for being so good to us. 
We thank you and praise you and lift you up, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. We praise you. Amen. Oh, listen, you know, God saved me uh, uh, 25 years ago. And God, God saved. My mom was dying of cancer. And, and, and actually, it just, uh, uh, you know, uh, January 1st, 1990. January 1st, 1990, my mom was dying of cancer in 1989. And I lived in Greenville, South Carolina. We come home because mom was dying at home. She had stomach cancer. She was 47 years old, and she wanted to die at home. They couldn't do anything else for her. God hadn't healed her. And so she wanted to die at home in that bedroom. She had that morphine pump would increase that morphine as the pain got worse. My wife and my sister would help take care of her. But here at the at, at fall of 1989, mom was dying of cancer, and I'm lost on my way to hell, and I'm so miserable. I've been baptized a few times, but I was lost. God never changed. My heart was never changed. And, uh, and so here's mom dying, and I'm so miserable because here's mother at 47, dying of cancer. Death was reality at that time. I never thought at 29. I never thought that I'd ever die. I never thought about it. Great-grandma and great-grandpa died, but here's mom at 47 dying, and death became reality to me. And so I was so much under conviction, Pastor, and I was so much, and I was miserable because mom's dying. I'm going to die, and I couldn't sleep. I was so much under conviction that I'm going to die and burn hell. Well, 1989, they had a watch night service there in Hepsiba, Georgia, Charlie Pennington. Uh, they had a watch night service there at Berean Baptist Church, and I walked in that night. And at the end of that service, it turned 1990. I walked down to the end of that aisle, and I got on my knees, and I asked Jesus Christ to save my soul. Thank God it's wonderful to be saved. And we know it's not simply the words you're saying. It's got to be your heart, amen. But I'm going to thank God that he saved me 25 years ago. And then, and, and then three months later, uh, a missionary came to our church, and he was preaching the call of God. And I walked the aisle and answered the call when a missionary came to our church. And that, that, right after that, my mother passed away. I was able to tell her that I, God saved me. Not only that, he called me into the ministry. And fall of 1990, I started college. And then as I went there, you know, I would, as I got saved and called to preach, I'd go to jails and nursing homes, street preaching, uh, migrant camps with Brother Melvin, you know. And I'd, wherever God opened the door, I'd preach the Word of God. Amen. But, you know, whether it's a preacher or not, as Christians, we ought to let people know. We ought to let our light shine like this church is doing. Let people know that we're Christians. We're not ashamed of it. It's worth it to serve God, even though society's changed. Praise God, it's still worth it to serve God. Amen. Amen. Oh, listen, I pastored here for 16 and a half years in Hinesville and Ludowici. We started off in Hinesville, but when the land was donated, it was right across the county line. That's why it started in Hinesville. But the last 11 years, we've been in Ludowici, the next county. Pastor Trinity Baptist Church, now God's called my wife and I to be missionary church planters on the other side of the world. The message is the same. It's the death burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. It's just a different place, a different people on the other side of the world. Amen. To work with nationals and work with them, take a national and work with him for three years and leave that church with him and go on to another country and leave it with him and plant these churches working with nationals. But, um, you know, I just want to say, you know, it's worth it to serve God. Amen. It's worth it to do what we're doing. You know, the world might say, you're crazy. You know, your wife has a good job, 23 years as a nurse. You pastored a church, full-time income. You didn't have to leave. It's a full-time church. The church's taking good care of you. But, you know, it's worth it to do this because I'm in God's will. And if you're in God's will, it's worth it to serve God. It's worth it to serve God. You know, it's worth it to serve God, but we need to hold on to the promises that God gives us in this chapter. You know, it's worth it to serve God, but we need to hold on to these promises. First of all, we see in verse 1, 
1. Truly God is good to Israel, even to such as are of a clean heart. You know, God's been good to us. God's been good to our country. God's been good to this church. God's been good to every single one of us. We may say, well, you know, I don't have much, don't haven't done much, don't have much. But let me tell you, you go to some of these countries that, that we have went to, and you see what they have. And, you know, all, you know, the basic essentials of life that we have here, you know, they don't have those things. I mean, clean water and sewage, things that we might take for granted sometimes, they don't have those basic essentials. Every day they hope to have basic essentials. Many of them have to go every day to get their food because they don't have refrigerators refrigerator. They don't have power. Oh, God has been good to us. God has blessed us with the basic essentials of life. God has been good to us with the extras in life. Oh, listen, God's been good to us. And as we serve God and as we go from salvation to glory, it's worth it to serve God. It's worth it. But we need to hold on to the promises of God. Amen. Oh, listen, what about his promises? Philippians 4.19 says, But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ. Christ Jesus, hold on to the promises that we find in his word. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, trust in the Lord. These are familiar verses that you hear many times. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thy own understandings. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he'll direct thy paths. Oh, Matthew 6, says, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. When God says something, God will do it. Oh, listen, it's worth it to do what we're doing. It's worth it to do what you're doing. Hey, if you save serving God, it's worth it. And we ought to hold on to the promises. We need to hold on to the promises of God. Psalms 23, 4 says this, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. My, my, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Oh, listen, thank God for being saved. It's wonderful to be a Christian. It's worth it to serve God. But we need to hold on to the promises of God. We need to hold on to those promises. You know why we need to do it? Because along the way between salvation and heaven, there's going to be some pain Along between salvation and heaven, there's going to be some problems. Between salvation and heaven, there's going to be some difficulties. Oh, listen, I like to tell the stories about our passion, how God blessed, but there's another message. There were some times as I was serving God, I got hit straight to the ground. There was times that we was attacked by the devil. There was times that things happened, but I'm going to tell you one thing. He's the God of the mountain. He's the God of the valley. He's the God of the good times. He's the God of the bad times. I'm going to tell you, it's still worth it to serve God. Oh, we can dwell on the negative. We can dwell on the bad, but I'm going to tell you one thing. The good outweighs the bad. Praise God. And what the devil meant for bad, God can use for good. It's worth it to serve God. And we need to hold on to those promises in verse 1 because as we see this psalmist, we see there started being a difficulty and there was a problem here. He goes in verse 13. He says, when I thought to know this, it was too painful for me. So what was the problem? What was the pain? Well, in verse 2 we see after he talked about how good God was, how good God is to Israel. He says, but as for me, my feet were almost gone. My steps had well nigh slipped. Why? Because he envied the foolish. You know, it's easy to start envying the foolish when we look at the world. Here we are, given our time, our talent, our treasures. We're putting God first. We're trying to live for God. And you see somebody in the world that don't love God. They rob God with their time, talent, and treasures. They don't put God first. And they don't seem maybe to have the problems you have. And then you're going through things, and this is what happened here. He started envying the foolish, envying the lost. He said, they don't have the troubles that I have. They don't have the problems. I'm going to tell you, listen, listen, you know, God never promised it would always be easy. 
But we need to hold on to the promises because there's going to be some pains. Uh, he says, for as for me, my feet was almost gone. My steps had well nigh slipped. Why? Because of envy and the foolish. He saw their prosperity. He saw their pride. Oh, they spoke against heaven. You think about people that mock God. They may be mocking God today, but there'll come a time they wish they never done it. Oh, listen, we read in verse 16, he says, When I thought to know this, it was too painful for me. Oh, listen, we serve God, and we see we serve God, and it's worth it to serve him, but sometimes there's going to be some hard times. But let me tell you one thing. Help is on the way. Amen. Oh, listen, hold on to Listen, it's worth it to serve God. Hold on to the promises. There's going to be some pain, but praise God, help is on the way. Help is on the prey. Praise God. He's the God of the mountain, the God of the valleys. Oh, listen, Romans 8, 28 says, And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them called according to his purpose. Praise God, the good, the bad, the happy, the sad. It's going to all be okay, amen, with God. Oh, Philippians 3, 13 and 14 says, Brethren, Paul says, Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are before, reaching forth for those things which are before, I press towards the mark of the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus Oh, listen, it's worth it to serve God. Amen. It's worth it to do what we're doing. But along the way, there's going to be some pains and problems and difficulties. But it's still worth it to be a missionary. It's still worth it to be a Christian. It's still worth it to serve God. It's still worth it to say, I'm a Christian and I'm not ashamed of it. But along the way, there's going to be some pains and problems and difficulties. There's seasons of sorrow, seasons of joy, different seasons we're going to face. But praise God, help is on the way. God is still on the throne. And we are winners. We're not losers. Oh, listen, I think about this pastor. I think about his, this pastor as uh, he was, he was an uh, older pastor, was walking with a younger pastor. And as they were walking down this dirt road, this younger pastor was going through some difficulties. He was having to deal with some things in, in the church, and he had never pastored before. And, and the older pastor, in his wisdom, he was just listening. And many times people just want you to listen, amen. And he's listening to the young pastor as he's telling his problems. And, and as they're walking down this dirt road, the older pastor looks to the right and sees a cow looking over a wall. And as he looks at that cow looking over the wall, he asked the young pastor, why does a cow look over a wall? And he said, I don't know. He says, because he can't see through it. Amen. And many times, if you can't see through your problems, look over your problems and look up to God. Oh, listen, help is on the way. Praise God, help is on the way. Oh, Hebrews 12, 1 and 2 says this, let us lay aside every weight. Those problems, let's lay every side, every weight in sin that do it so easy, beset us, harass us, beset us. And let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy set before us, endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down to the right home throne of God. Oh, listen, we need to hold on to the promises of God. Oh, listen, but there's going to be some pain. There's going to be some pain we're going to face, amen. But not only is there going to be some pain, praise the Lord. There's going to be some pain. Did I drop it? I sure dropped it. There's going to be some pain, and, and that's very painful to drop that thing. Amen. There's going to be some pain. i got small ears. Amen. I'm proud of that. Amen. <laughs> but praise the Lord, there's going to be pain. There needs to be prayer. Amen. There needs to be prayer. we got to pray. He, say, he says this. He says in verse 17, he says, until I, he, says, he said, when I thought to know this, it was too painful for me until I went into the sanctuary of God. Hey, when's the last time we got a hold of God? 
When's the last time we did more than just pray for our food? When's the last time we got by ourselves, maybe in that car, or maybe in that room, or maybe under that old oak tree in the backyard? When's the last time we really got a hold of God and talked to God and prayed? Praise the Lord, amen. We can get a hold of God and really talk to him, amen. He loves us, and we, every one of us can talk to him. Oh, listen, he said, until I went into the sanctuary of God, I like 2 Chronicles 7, 14, says, if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven, will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Amen. If America is going to get some help today, praise God, it's going to be the church house. It's going to be God's people getting a hold of God, reaching heaven. Amen. Oh, listen, God's people, God's prayer, God's presence, God's path equals God's promise. Oh, listen, James 5, 16 says, Confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that ye may be healed. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. He says, oh, listen, and when I went into the sanctuary of God, he said this, he said, then understood I. You know, a lot of times we can't understand what's going on because we had not got a hold of God. Many times we don't know what's going on. We can't see, amen. We can't see what others see. We may not be able to see what the pastor sees, or we can't see what somebody else because we don't understand because we can't see it. We hadn't got close enough to God. Oh, Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Oh, listen, I think about this pastor, and I think about this pastor, and his wife had this front room. She had this front room there in the house, and and in this room, she always kept it dusted. It was that front room, and I was growing up. My mom had a room up front. We all had to go to the den, but nobody was in that front room, and she always dusted that room. That was for the preacher to come, amen, or for some guests to come over, and everybody came in the side door. Nobody came in the front door. It was that room that nobody really went into. Some of y'all don't talk about Anyway, so she'd always dust that room, Pastor. Well, one day, she was gone shopping. It wasn't Walmart back in that time, but she was gone shopping, and when she was gone, the pastor said, you know, I'm going to save her that hour. I'm going to save her some time, so he went in there, and and started dusting and dust. He spent an hour dusting. And when she come home, she, he, said, he said, Honey, I want you to see what I just done. Took her in and said, I done did all the dusting. And she said, You did, huh? She went and opened the blinds and let the light. And he says, You can't clean the dirt till you let the light in. Amen. A lot of times we can't see the dirt until we get a hold of God. Amen. And God will show us. Oh, he said, Then I understood. What did he understood? What did he understood whenever he, he said, when I went into the sanctuary of God, he said, then understood I their end. He said, I understood their end. He understood the end of their life. He understood the end of their life. What is the end of their life? If they're lost, they're going to burn in hell. They're going to be cast into the lake of fire. Why do we want to envy somebody that's lost? Why do we want to envy the world? Look what we got. We got heaven, amen. We got heaven. Oh, listen, we need to hold on to the promises of God and remember this, the loss will be punished. Oh, listen, hold on to the promises of God. Oh, oh, listen, there's going to be pain, but we need to pray. Oh, listen, and we need to care about the lost because they're going to be punished. Uh, we don't need to envy the lost and envy the foolish. Feel sorry for them and pray for them because we got a home in heaven. This world is not our home. We're only passing through. Our treasures are laid out somewhere beyond the blue. 
oh, listen, the punishment to the lost, and we need to pray for the lost. And verses 18 to 20, oh, listen, surely thou didst set them in slippery places. Thou castest them down in destruction. How are they brought down into desolation? As in a moment they are utterly consumed with terrors. As a dream when one awaketh, oh, oh Lord, when thou awakest, thou shalt despise their image. Why do we want to envy the lost? Why do we want to envy the foolish? It's worth it to serve God. Praise the Lord, it's worth it to serve him. Oh, we need to reach the lost like you're doing it. Dude, that's why we need missions. That's why we need foreign local missions. That's why we need to reach people with your vans and buses and whichever and reach them and, and get our community. Revelations 20 verse 15 says, And whosoever is not found written in the book of life was cast in the lake of fire. Malachi 1, 4, Malachi, uh, Malachi 1, uh, 1 through 4 says this. Malachi 4, 1 says, For behold, the day cometh. That shall burn as an oven, and all the proud day and all that do wickedly shall be stubble, and the day that cometh shall burn them up, saith the Lord of hosts, that it shall leave neither root nor branch. Oh, listen, the lost, why should we envy them? We ought to pray for them. Then when they die, it's ever dying, ever falling, ever burning. We don't need to envy somebody like this. If we're really true believers and we believe there's a heaven and hell, and if we believe that God made the sun, the moon, the star, and everything else, if we really believe that over 2,000 years ago, Jesus walked on this earth, died on the cross, paid the price for hell for us, and on the third day, he rose from the grave, and he's alive today. We don't need to envy the lost. We got a home in heaven waiting on us. Oh, listen. We see, we see the punishment to the lost, but praise God, we see the protection to the saved. Uh, praise God, we are protected. Verse 23 says this, Nevertheless, I am continually with thee. Thou hast hold me by my right hand. Thou shalt guide me with thy counsel, and afterward receive me to glory. Oh, praise the Lord. We're kept by the power of God, sealed unto the day of redemption. No one can pluck us out of his hand. Isn't it worth it to be saved? Isn't it worth it to serve God? Isn't it worth it to do that? Oh, listen, John 14, 1, 2, and 3. You know this verse. You've heard it many times. I, I love to say it. It sounds wonderful to hear it, and it means so much. Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again, receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. Oh, listen, well, listen, we ought to serve God, hold on to the promises of God. There's going to be pain. We need to pray. Oh, the punishment to the lost, but praise God, we are protected, amen. We need to pray for them. Don't envy them. Pray for them because they're home. When they die, every single day people die. People die. Some go to heaven. Some go to hell. Every single day people are falling in the pits of hell, and they're burning and burning and burning, and we ought to pray for them. Oh, listen, I, I like this quote that Dr. Bob Hughes at in, in, in Bible Baptist Church in Cebu uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a church, big church, one of the biggest independent churches over in, in, in Southeast Asia there. Uh, Dr. Bob Hughes started it years ago. Now Dr. Jasava is the pastor there. He's been there 40-something, 50 years. He's a Filipino. It was left with him. Basically, he took it on as Dr. Bob Hughes died. But Dr. Bob Hughes said this here when he went there and he, he preached the message. He sat where they sat. In other words, he, he lived where they lived and he, he became part of them. And, and, and he, he, he said this, made this comment. He says, you know, faith. Faith is going out on a limb. Faith is going out on a limb. When you have faith, and that's a little scary thing, that limb. You know, we don't like walking on that limb. But, you know, that's where the fruit is. That's where the blessings are. When we say, you know, I, I, I'm going to have some faith, and I'm going to go a little further. I'm going to serve God a little more. 
I'm going to do a little more, boy. I tell you, that's where the fruit is. That's where the fruit is. That's where the fruit is. Praise the Lord. I, I want to I leave you this right here as I come to the end of my message. Why, why missions? Why missions? You know, I'll just give you that simple verse, John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Why, why missions? First of all, because there's a loving father. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He loves us so much that he let his son die on the cross. His peers decide thorns in his head. I mean, nails in his hands and feet. I mean, we have a loving father. There's a loving father. That's why missions. That's why this church. That's why this church is reaching people. That's why this church is here. That's why you support missionaries. Because there's a loving father that loves us so much. He gave his son over 2,000 years ago to die for us and pay the price for hell for us so we wouldn't have to go. That's why missions. But not only is there a loving father, but there's a lake of fire. He said, should not perish. There's a lake of fire. You know, right now people are falling in hell, and one day hell will be cast into the lake of fire. There are people every single day, every single day, you know, they're dying. Some going to heaven, but more going to hell. And they're falling in hell, and they're burning and burning and burning. That's why missions, that's why we have to reach, because there is a lake of fire where the worm dieth not. And last, why missions? Because there's a living future. Should not perish, but have everlasting life. Amen. There's a heaven. Heaven's waiting on us. Heaven's waiting on us. You know, in the last four years I pastored, God took a lot of my folks. My main man, my song leader, head deacon, hunting buddy, fishing buddy, who was always eating together and always camping at the old swamp together. God took him about three years ago. Took him home. Amen. And I had many others. I'd have to say while I was there for 16 and a half years, I probably did about 50-something funerals. Not all of them was part of our church. But uh, we probably seen about 10 of that real faithful core that had been with me for a long time. God took them home, amen. But I'm going to tell you one thing. This world's not a home. It's a matter of time before we leave. It's worth it to serve God until we leave. Praise the Lord, we ought to serve. Listen, as we finish the work, pray for us. As we finish the work God's called us to do. Pray for me and my wife as we finish the work God's called us to do. Work with nationals to plant churches in Southeast Asia. Pray for us. We're excited. We've seen God do a lot for our pastors. You know, it may not have done what I like to have seen it when I had a dream and I had write down each year what my goals were. I want to do this, do that. Do that. It, it didn't reach what my goal was, but praise the Lord, people got saved. Hundreds got saved. God blessed the place. But praise the Lord. Pray for us as we finish the work God's called us to do. We're excited about it. We're in God's will. And, and I'm going to tell you, if just one got saved, it's worth it. Pray for us, Pastor. All right, let me see that right there. I've got I've got two different uh, specific prayer requests that were brought to me today. Uh, both of them are little babies. Uh, I don't know about you, but it's it, it's one thing when an older person's sick or hurting, but it's a whole nother thing when it's a baby. Amen. Uh, and I want to do this. I want I want all that we've got plenty of time.
uh, but I want, I want all that would join me in this altar. We're going to pray for a little baby named Anna. And, and do you have the, do you have the, the picture, uh, of, of this is, this is brother Jared Muscovics. Uh, he has been here. It's been several years ago. They were here presenting their ministry. They're missionaries to Mexico. Uh, they also, y'all, brother Tim, you remember the Muscovics. It's their, it's their grandson, but it's, but it's Jared, uh, Jared Muscovics. Uh, they, he was born six weeks early. And in Mexico, you have to pay up front. In other words, you can't, they don't have a, a payment system where you can get the, the, the medication you need and so forth. And, and then, so uh, it's been a real, real difficult thing. He's got pneumonia in his lungs and, and they have, they have asked, some of y'all seen it on my, on my Facebook. If you I want more information about this, you can go to my Facebook and look on there. I put a post on there about it. And so we're going to be praying for this little baby and also for little Anna. So who, who would join me? Everybody that will. Come on and find a place in this altar. And then uh, the ushers, wherever the ushers are, we're going to take up an offering for uh, uh, the little Muscovic baby and pray that God will touch them. Uh, we have also Brother Cone is in the hospital with uh, his heart. Went and seen him today, and uh, and and so we need to pray for him. His his blood pressure is up and his heart rate is down. I don't know how that is possible, but that that is the that is the issue that he is having. So we need to pray for him. Uh, uh, also, uh, brother brother Jerry Payne. We went to see him today, and uh, he's running some. They're running some tests again at Vanderbilt the second of February. Uh, so we need to really be praying for them. And I know there's probably tons of other prayer requests, uh, but we're going to pray for each other. Uh, I, I really believe that God answers prayer. Amen? Well, let's pray, and I'm going to lead us out and, and remember these two babies and, and pray that God will touch both of them. Father, we come before you tonight, and Lord, we know we are undeserving of any of your blessings, any of your mercy, any of your grace, any of your touch, Lord. We know how holy you are, and Lord, how unholy we are. Lord, we know we fall short every day, and we, we come to a place where we come to you, and we ask for your mercy and your tenderness and your kindness. Lord, we thank you for salvation. We thank you that we have the ability and the privilege to come to you with our burdens and our needs. And Father, I pray that you will touch uh, baby Anna. Lord, I pray that you'll just touch that baby in such a way that it will find healing. You know the need. You know the issue. Uh, God, I don't even have to spell it out. You already knew it before we even asked, but we are coming before you asking. God, please touch in a mighty, mighty way. God, I pray for the little Muscovic baby. Lord, I pray that you'll touch this baby's lungs and help them to develop. Lord, I know it was, he was a preemie, and Lord, he's got uh, uh, pneumonia in his lungs and fluid in his lungs and I pray that you that you'll give the doctors over there the wisdom uh, give them the ability to apply the right medicine I pray God that the uh, uh, the funds will come in that are needed for this uh, baby's health. I pray, God, that you'll touch those that are helping, Lord, as we're going to help tonight uh, and, and do that. Lord, I pray that everything will be according to your perfect will. God, I know that there is power in medicine. I know the doctors have a certain amount of ability, but you are the healer. Lord, you can do anything. You can do all things, and we pray that you will touch these two situations in a special way tonight. God, also, Brother Cone and Brother Jerry uh, Payne, Lord, I pray 
pray that you'll touch both of them and meet their needs, Lord. Uh, we have a church full of people who have issues and uh, have needs, Lord. And, and, and I can look up across this congregation and there's, they are so many and so varied, Lord. Issues that we come and we, we bring to you. And God, we, we are needy people who need your presence, who need your touch, who need your wisdom, who need your ability and your power in our lives. Lord, without you, we are nothing. And God, I pray that you will be with us tonight. I pray that you'll be with Brother Tim and his family as they are striking out on this adventure that you have called them to, Lord. And I pray as they're raising support that you will bring that up and meet that need, Lord, so they can go and do what you've called them to do in Southeast Asia. And, uh, Lord, see many souls saved over there and churches planted and, and the gospel delivered. Lord, we, we are doing everything we can to get the gospel to people who, who doesn't have it, people, unreached people, or people who never heard. God, I pray that as we band together, as we serve together, as we work together, as, Lord, we are striving for the same thing, I pray that in all of these things, Lord, in all of these things, in every effort that we make, everything that we try, everything that we do, God, even with these babies, Lord, and the sicknesses that they are dealing with, I pray that in everything that you will get the glory. I pray when these babies are healed that people will look up and say, wow, what a God. Look what God is doing. Lord, it's all for your glory. It's all for, Lord, us to be able to look at you and see how wonderful you truly are. God, I pray that your perfect will be done. Be with every family that's here, that's represented. I pray that you will give them a special touch on their homes, put a a hedge about them and their children. God, as they go to work this week, help us to, as we are going, share the good news that we have in Jesus Christ. And God, I'll praise you. I'll thank you. I'll give you glory and praise for all that you do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen. Let's all stand to our feet. Everyone stand to your feet. Ushers, if you'll come and get ready. Miss Sherry, are you still in the house? Are you in here? Can you play achy, breaky, hard or whatever? Last date by Floyd Kramer. Amen. I believe we could take a great offering to last date. I don't know. It's just, you know. All right. Put that put that picture back up there, <clears throat> if you don't mind. If you can put that. I want y'all to pray for this baby. Pray for both of them. Pray for little Anna too. God knows the situation. God knows the need. Uh, and 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 do this. Do this. Uh, let's pray for their healing. But I, I just feel I just feel this too. Let's pray for peace for their parents. Let's pray for peace for their parents and grandparents, grandparents. Uh, that's a trying time. That's a trying time. And I, I, I just want y'all to pray for them. And, and with that, with that, we have a praise also. Uh, many of y'all know Brother Brian Townsend, who has come, and we've helped their church over in Athens. I've gone over there several times. Uh, how many of y'all remember, how many of y'all remember the, uh, the, the revival in the Civic Center? Revival in the Civic Center, if y'all remember that. Brother Townsend and his wife came over uh, to go to church with us. They were there that first night. The second day, the second day of the revival, uh, we all went out to lunch, Brother Jonathan and, and some of us and, and his family. Well, she started having some issues. Well, we went from the restaurant straight to the hospital to, to see a doctor, and uh, she lost her baby. The second day of the revival. It was a horrible thing. 
I mean, it, I can't even describe. It was just terrible. They, they, they went home. They went home to see her doctor and so forth and so on. And, 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 and boy, we wept together and, and, and cried there at the doctor's office. And, and, and she lost two more children after that. And so that was three. Uh, and, and not knowing why, not understanding that it's just, just weeping and broken. And, and I, I came to tonight. And he wanted me to let everybody know that this morning at 2 o'clock this morning, she gave birth to the most pretty little girl you ever seen in your life. So let's give God praise and glory right there. <laughs> he said he's cried all day long. I said, well, if she looks like you, then I'm going to cry. <laughs> Amen. So, no, we just thank God. So, so what are you saying? I'm saying this. If God can do that. God can touch his baby. Amen. Well, I want you to, I want to pray for this offering. I know we just got through praying, but let's pray that God will be honored in this. And let's just ask the Lord for us to do what, what he wants us to do. Lord, help us give what you'd have us to give. Use it for your glory. And Lord, I pray, I pray that uh, it will accomplish what it's there to do. In Jesus' name, amen. God's people say it. Hey, last week, last week, we had the brother down from New York, uh, and he fit New York. Say amen right there. I know when I asked him if he'd ever been coon hunting, that's a dumb question, but I got the answer. Amen? Uh, uh, and we took up an offering to help help the church there, and we took almost $4,000 that night to the ministry and to the glory of God. Amen? Amen. God is good. 
all the time. All right, Brother Tim, I want y'all to go ahead and go back to y'all's table. Uh, uh, now listen, now listen. Don't forget what Brother Travis said. Make sure you stop by and uh, uh, pick up some literature, pick up a prayer card, uh, uh, whatever they have. Let them know you are praying for them and praying that God will use you. You say, you say, why should I do that? God may call you next. All right, God ain't gonna call me. He called a pastor that's been pastoring 16 years. You never know. You never know. Hey, let's do everything we can to let them know we appreciate them. Amen? Brother Jeff, where's he at? There he is. Come dismiss us in prayer and, uh, and, and just ask the Lord to be with everybody tonight, all right? Heavenly Father, we thank you for tonight and this word about missions. And, Lord, I pray that you'd help us to be mindful of the missions work across the world. But, Lord, help us as we go out in our community tonight to be mindful of the lost in our community. And I pray that you'd help us all leave to leave here tonight to be inspired to each be missionaries in our own right. We love you and we thank you for what you did for us on Calvary. In Jesus' name, amen. Jesus.